Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today I wanted to very carefully and gingerly make our way towards topics related to legal things. Which is terrifying. Um, we are neither of us are lawyers, have any experience in the law or things like that. But there are some topics about that, that get into some legal situations that I think if you're an independent developer, you just kind of have to get over the fact that it's a little bit intimidating. At least for me, it's very intimidating um, to go into this kind of things. And specifically, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, trademarks and copyright and those how they kind of be- can become either things that if we don't take care of, could come back to bite us. And maybe from from a proactive perspective, some of the things that we should be doing. Because I know for myself, I've done very little in this uh, in this in this realm, mostly because it's scary to me. Um, and I sort of in the back of my mind, it feels like this ticking time bomb that one day is going to come, you know, come back to bite me. And I know that you, Marco, have done. You know, you've 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 crossed over that boundary and actually done some work with trademarks and copyrights and things to you know, have the appropriate legal protections for your work. And so I thought it'd be and rather than you know, it's like I've been meaning for, for for months to ask you about that process and doing it on the show just um, seems to be a, a very efficient way to to dive into that and then we can all learn from that because you know, on in general, like the situation that I usually think worry about is obviously you know, it's the somebody is trying to capitalize on you know the name recognition of one of my products or on one of my apps and you know on that side of things like i would like protection against someone else doing that and then on the flip side is obviously the situation that i've actually encountered a couple times and never been too bad but is someone who's claims that you are infringing on their trademarks on their copyrights um and as a result, you you know, like I had to you know make subtle subtle changes to my branding or things like that. Which, in theory, if I had the appropriate you know, taken the the right steps to protect myself ahead of time, um, you know, I could say something back to. Um, but first, it's probably probably a good place to start. Is can you explain to me like the in the difference between a trademark and a copyright for the purposes of this kind of stuff around branding uh, and things? Yeah, absolutely. And and again, keep in mind, I'll repeat it, even though you already said it, we are not lawyers. This does not constitute legal advice. Um, if, if you are doing these things, you should consult a real lawyer. But what I can talk about is my own layman overview knowledge of these systems and that my own experiences with using them as a customer of these systems and as a user of these tools. Anybody who makes and releases anything to the public, this includes like even YouTubers, like anybody who releases anything to the public, you should be familiar with these basic concepts. Copyright is what protects the exact expression of something. So copyright protects like your source code. You wrote that. Like your your software itself, like your app can be protected by copyright, generally speaking. Um, if you make videos or podcasts, those expre- the recordings that you make, those are protected by your copyright. Copyright in the U.S. is automatic. You don't have to file for it. You don't have to pay for it. It is automatic, and anything you, you create that is a creative work is copyrighted, generally speaking. Again, for the finer details of this, you should definitely uh, do better research and talk to professionals in this field, But which I am not. But copyright is, you don't really have to do anything for the most part for most forms to get copyright it is automatic trademark protects 
generally the names of things. And it can also go into like logos and designs and trade dress. Those are very complicated areas. I don't know anything about them. I, I only have experience with trademark uh, protecting names. So you can name your product. You can name features of your product. You can you can name, you know, your I guess your company, I guess, could probably also be trademarked technically. I don't even know that. I, I don't know how that works. But I, I my experience is in naming products and features. Um, and trademark is what protects you from other people releasing a, a, a similar kind of thing with the same or a confusingly similar name um, and, and trying to capitalize on your on the name that you've built up. And then patents uh, protect a process or method of doing things. Um, I personally have no experience filing for patents because I kind of morally object to them. I, I don't think patents should exist, and that's a discussion for another day, but basically... Um, in the world of software, um, I I think it's very unusual for indies to file for patents. Uh, filing for patents is either worthless or very expensive. Like they like if if you want a patent to be enforceable at all, my understanding is basically you need to spend quite a lot of money hiring specialists who know exactly what they're doing on how to file them and how to write them and things like that um, to to make sure that it's valuable at all and can't be easily worked around. Um, and then patents also have the other problem of uh, they're fairly expensive to enforce. If you want to like patent the way you do something in your app, like for example, suppose I wanted to patent the technique of removing silences um, or speeding up silences faster than the surrounding audio in a podcast. So I'd basically be patenting my technique for smart speed. In reality, this probably is not patentable because people have done it before. So you know that. But but suppose I wanted to patent that. The process of patenting that, my understanding would be that would cost tens of thousands of dollars to even get a reasonably written, you know, reasonably enforceable patent filed. And then if anybody would actually, you know, violate my patent, I would have to then spend even more money legally threatening them and possibly even eventually suing them to try to get royalties or to get them to stop or whatever the case may be. And so it's it's a it's a level of complexity and money that most indies don't have. I suggest you stay far away from patents. Most people in our business don't file patents, and it's generally fine. Uh, you do have to worry about patent trolls hitting you, um, but that's something that, again, that's a topic for another day. It's kind of unavoidable, unfortunately. That's one of the reasons why patents are so dysfunctional. Yeah, and I think, before we move on from patents, I think the only situation that I've ever seen or can, could imagine a patent actually being useful for an independent or someone doing that kind of work is if you're starting a business for the sole purpose of being acquired later. Um, like you have this idea for a technology and you're hoping to then like sell that technology to another company, in which case having that patented, I imagine, is substan- is very valuable in making that uh, sale because otherwise, obviously, like if, you, if, if it's an unpatented idea, well, they could just do it um, in many ways. Um, and so like you'd want to go down that road, but that's a very specialized thing. And in general, I have the exact same perspective as you that like it's just not worth the effort and pain of going down um, versus the reward that you potentially could get by somehow potentially protecting yourself down the road that probably things like trademark um, and those types of protections are probably far more useful and enforceable um, than anything you'd ever get from trying to patent an idea um, in, in, in one of your apps. Patenting features and stuff is is not usually likely to get you any kind of real competitive advantage like in the world. Like the the way the software business mostly works is 
features are basically free-for-alls. Like once once someone does a feature, someone else can come along and do it too. And the the, the world of software has mostly worked that way uh, for its entire history. And it mostly works fine. And it's part of what makes software so fast-moving. It's part of why software has gotten so far in such a short time relative to other you know previous industries uh, is that we are largely unrestricted by patents for most things we want to do. I didn't have to license any patents in order to make a podcast player that plays files and that that you know applies certain effects to them and that that arranges them in certain ways and downloads them in certain ways and plays them from feeds like I did not have to license any patents to do that anybody can do that and that's part of what makes our industry great. So let's skip patents entirely for the rest of the discussion again like I I don't think they should even exist and they're best stayed away from by indies. Again, to, to review before we move on, copyrights protect the actual expression of a creative work or the actual instance of the work or your actual code. Trademarks protect names and logos and patents protect methods. So going back to trademark, uh, filing a trademark in the U.S., I, I don't, un, unfortunately, I don't have any experience filing trademarks outside of the U.S. Um, filing for a trademark in the U.S. is something that for most companies is optional, but it's often a good idea. There might be cheaper ways to do it online, like through like various like you know quick legal forms kind of sites that exist out there for you know discount prices. I have only ever filed trademarks through a trademark lawyer because I wanted to do it right. This is this is usually a good idea in in fields of law. Usually, you want to hire a specialist lawyer in that field to do the thing for you because there are ways it can be done poorly or ways that it can be less effective than you want it to be or cannot account for things that you might not know about as as the customer or layperson. Uh, so I've only hired trademark lawyers to do it, and I think a ballpark for the fee on it is usually around $3,000 maybe. Again, there might be cheaper places. This has just been my experience. So you're going to spend a, around $3,000, maybe $3,500 uh, to file a trademark. And because this is a pretty big amount of money for a lot of indies, uh, this kind of determines like part of like whether you should do it or not. Um, that's a very, very big question. And so so I have trademarked the word Instapaper when I was running Instapaper as the name of the app and, and you know what it did. I've also trademarked uh, the word Overcast when I launched that. And then I also trademarked uh, smart speed and voice boost the names of those two features and there were multiple reasons for all those that i'll get into so the so when i trademark instapaper probably one of the biggest risks that indies actually face one of the biggest uh, annoyances and needs for intellectual property protection that we face as developers of apps on phones is people uploading clone apps or people ripping off our assets and using them in their apps or people releasing an app with the same name on a different platform so suppose a popular app on ios doesn't have an android version there will be people who will create the same name on android trying to capitalize on that success and trying to compute trying to trick people into thinking that's that it's an official app stuff like that if somebody just like rips off your icon which is extremely common (laughs) that's very simple that's that's copyright uh so that's automatic you can you can file a complaint with Apple or Google, whoever whoever is the app store uh, in question here, um, or if, if, if it's on a website, you can file, it, file a DMCA request with their host. Uh, copyright is fairly straightforward to try to enforce. All you say is, look, this, this person is ripping off my image or sound or whatever here. Uh, this is my image. Here is where it actually lives. Here is proof that it's older than this, whatever, or that I made it. Um, and those are pretty easy to get taken down pretty quickly. Trademark is trickier. Uh, and that, that's one of the reasons why it's 
you know, less common and more expensive uh, to to enforce. You know, it's a broader enforcement. So when I trademarked Instapaper, that also meant that somebody could not come along and make an app that was that was similarly in like the you know web page or reading business and call it something like instant paper even though it's not the same thing it's not the same word my trademark would would have protected me from anybody doing something that close to it or you know insta pooper like they you know they couldn't they couldn't do things like that that would be too close to my trademark one thing that's important to learn to know about trademarks is that they are they're fairly broad in like you need to be pretty far from from like the word that is trademarked in order to be safe from it. But trademarks are only issued in certain industries and in certain uses. And you can go and, and this, this trademarks are all available online for searching. If you go to USPTO.gov, you can go to their search engine and you can search all live and dead trademarks. Because trademarks do expire after a certain time and, and if they're abandoned, then they're no longer uh, valid. Um, and it also, by the way, if they go unenforced, they're no longer valid. And so if you get a trademark, you you have to enforce it. You have to actually police uses for it. Um, and that's uh, – I, I don't know the fine details of that, so I'm not going to get to that. But anyway, I have the word trademarked overcast uh, for – if you look at the description, it's for like a certain list of uses. So it's like goods and services related to music and audio and podcast and maybe video playback and, and you know podcast applications for mobile phones and tablets and web and th- like it's things like that like it lists a list of uses that does not include things like weather so if you wanted to make a weather app named overcast my trademark can't stop you from doing that um, but it does stop you from from like you know making an app that's named overcast or anything very similar to overcast in these areas that's one of the reasons I got it is because I wanted that. Now, Overcast is also a special case. One of the biggest problems that, that a lot of indies face, as you mentioned, David, is that sometimes uh, people release an app with a name without having done a trademark search. Please never, ever, ever do this, anybody. Like, you can go to USPTO.gov. You can search trademarks. Sur- before you name anything you're releasing into the world, Go there and do a basic search. It takes 30 seconds. And just see if there's anything kind of like or very similar to or exactly named that that is in any industry close to what you're doing. If so, just pick a different name from the start. Because so often what happens is people don't do that search. They release an app with like the same name that's already trademarked somewhere nearby. And then that company finds it and they get you know a nasty gram from their company's lawyers and they have to rename their app. Like that, don't put yourself through that. It's it's easily avoided. Please search for trademarks at USPTO.gov before you do any before you name anything public in the world. It's very, very fast, it's very, very easy, and it avoids these problems. And again, so what if whatever word you search for, whatever you know phrase you search for, you will probably find something that is named that or named something close. If it's in a totally different industry, it doesn't matter. But if if it's if, if what it is described as in its trademark filing is anywhere near what you're doing, pick a different name. And so I trademarked Overcast in part because I wanted to protect it, but also in part because it was part of an, a more complicated deal. There was another trademark called Overcast that was for something related to video playback. And I thought, and my trademark lawyer thought, that's a little too close for comfort. So I have two options there. I could either 
pick a different name, which I tried. I picked, I went through so many names and <laughs> it was a big process and I hated every other name I came up with. I really wanted to use the name Overcast. Um, so I took option B, which was contact the trademark owner of the other, of the other Overcast trademark that was in the, you know, video space. That, so it's like, it's kind of close to what I'm doing and basically negotiate with them for a coexistence agreement, which basically means that when that, they would allow me to use the name Overcast and to trade to file my own trademark on Overcast um, within a certain way. You know, if I basically avoided stepping on their toes in certain ways and paid them a small amount of money, so that's what I did. So part of yeah, so it, like there's all these complex arrangements you can have. One of the reasons I suggest filing for your own trademark is that it makes it easier for you to know that you can use that name because. If you, you can you can release something out there without having a trademark on it, and it's you know, and, and you might be fine most of the time. That happens to work out, but if you're able to file a trademark on a name, you can be much more assured. You know, nothing's ever assured legally, but you can be much more assured that you are actually allowed to use that name in that way. Because not only will your trademark lawyer do a search to make sure before they even bother filing, but then the uh, whatever the people are called at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office who actually you know inspect and validate these claims, they are going to do their own search to make sure they, that, that, that they think you have a right to issue this trademark or to get this trademark. So if you have your own trademark, it's much less likely that any company is ever going to come bother you and say, hey, uh, you can't use this name because we trademarked it. Because chances are your lawyer and the USPTO lawyers both looked to make sure that everything was pretty far away from it and were pretty conservative in whether they'd issue that to you or not. Um, so basically, the the reasons to do it are twofold. One is to make sure you can use the name you want. And then number two is to then protect it so that no one else can use the name you want. So here's how that works in practice. Suppose someone uploads an app called Overcast and you know to the App Store, or they, they call it like, you know, over podcast or some, you know, something very close to Overcast. If I file a dispute with Apple over that, if I just say like, hey, I have an app named this and this person has a similar app with a similar name, Apple doesn't have much they can do with that. Because if they pull that app, what if the maker of the other app sues them saying, hey, no, we, we, they, they, the other person had no right to ask to do that. Like they had no claim to the name. Why, why'd you pull us off the store? So Apple or Google or whoever else is going to be pretty careful and is probably not going to pull an app off the store for a very similar name as yours unless you have a trademark. Because then then you can say, look, I have this trademark registered with this number in the U.S. Here it is. You can see it for yourself. And it was registered on this date for me and, the, for me and my company. This app is violating this trademark. It's too close. Then the person you're emailing, Apple, Google, whatever, they have a leg to stand on to take the other app down. It's much easier for them to know what the right move is. So it's it's actually it's very very hard to get an app pulled from an app store for trademark violation or for having a name too close to yours unless you actually have a registered trademark. It's it's very easy to get copyright infringement pulled. You know, again, if somebody rips off your icon or whatever, it's very easy to get that pulled down. But if someone just uploads a very similarly named or identically named app, it's very hard to get that down unless you have your own trademark. So those are the main reasons to do it. And before I continue, we were sponsored this week by Indeed Prime. 
Indeed Prime helps tech talent such as software developers and data scientists simplify their job search and land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Companies on Indeed Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salary up front. And the average software developer gets five employer contacts and an average salary offer of $125,000. Indeed Prime is 100% free for candidates, no strings attached. So sign up now to see for yourself at Indeed.com slash Prime. Once again, Indeed.com slash Prime. Thank you very much to Indeed Prime for sponsoring our show. So you make a lot of very... uh compelling cases for using this and i've got to say it is kind of um concerning to me that it's i've never filed for a trademark um after hearing through your whole thing like the extent of a lot of my my searching which is probably the wrong way around is that i go to the app store and i search for the name that i'm thinking about and see if there's already an app in the store with the, the name um and if there isn't then great and then i'll go into itunes connect and i'll search there uh to see if i can create the name because sometimes you know an app will exist in the itunes connect system but not uh be available in the u.s store it's like if in if in both of those places i come away clean i'm like great you know good to go but yeah that's that's probably short-sighted on my part um to to have that kind of a perspective because like a lot of people assume that if if a domain name is available or if the name in the app store is available they just assume, oh, there must not be a trademark here. I, I must be, I must be allowed to use this. You know, like there's no one was here, so I can use it, and that just isn't the case. And that's that's why you see so many indie apps that like that launch and then have to change their name um, because of a trademark dispute. Um, it, and again, it's just it's so easily avoided most of the time. I mean, not all the time. Like sometimes you'll you'll have one come out of nowhere that you don't think is similar enough, but isn't worth fighting a, a claim. And and you know that's uh, that's a big problem with the legal system, unfortunately. But uh, for the most part, these things are pretty easy to avoid early on in the process. Um, I also wanted to talk briefly about why I trademarked Smart Speed and Voice Boost. I did this right at the beginning with Overcast. I didn't. I didn't even like. I didn't wait until six months in when I knew they were a success. Like I, I, I did it right up front. And the reason why is that I was putting a lot of marketing behind these names. These were two features that were very, very difficult to message to customers and to show their value. And so I had invested quite a lot, both technically and UI design wise, in making sure that. That these were like branded named things. It wasn't just like a checkbox in the settings that said remove silences from audio and boost the volume, you know, with a compressor. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just that. I wanted and and the way I did them, I thought was very very good. Like I thought I had very good implementations. So I both wanted people to know these names, and also for people to recognize that this was not just like a setting that this was like something valuable something special that i had created like this deserved they they deserve their own brand for something that that i had put a lot of effort into and i didn't what i didn't want was someone else to come along with a really crappy silence skipper and name theirs and just and just have like you know smart speed as their label on their box and then for someone to try that and say yeah well i guess sound skipping isn't very good because this sounds like crap um, and then that devalues the selling proposition of my app if they came upon that next, because they'd say, well, that doesn't matter. That feature sucks. I'll never use it because I, I use it in this other app and it was crap. So I wanted to protect both the value of these features and also to, to, to give them good, solid names that I'd be marketing in the UI and, and in, my, in my materials. And I, and I didn't want someone else to come along and dilute their value. So 
I also wanted to get some kind of reward for like if I'm going to convince the podcast listening world through all this effort that they need a silent skipper and a compressor and an equalizer, then I deserve exclusivity on that. I felt you know, and I I know that this is kind of conflicting with my patent argument earlier, but like it's a lot easier to give something a different name than to change the entire method by which you're doing something. So that's why I don't think it's the same approach at all. Um, so I thought that both I wanted protection from these ideas, from dilution of quality from other people, and also I didn't want someone else to just be able to capitalize immediately upon the, the marketing work I had done. Um, so that's why I trademarked those. I think it was worth it because now whenever other podcasts have to impl- implement these features, they have to give them different names. And even though everyone knows it's Smart Speed and Voice Boost, it, it, the fact is I still own those names. And I still get value from that. So moving on, in, in the case of your trademarks, you have a problem that many of your apps use generic words that describe what they do as their names. Things like audiobooks, my recipe book, pedometer plus plus, sleep plus plus, workouts plus activity, like all these you have yeah. all these names. I again I'm not a trademark lawyer. I think those would be difficult to trademark. If you include the plus plus, that probably makes it a lot better. Uh, but yeah. I think overall that might present a challenge because you can't get a trademark if something is too generic sounding or if it's you know if it's if it's too descriptive of what it does without like much value beyond just a description of it you know so like that I think would be difficult you would have to actually consult with a trademark lawyer to even know whether you could get trademarks on, on a lot of your names and this is a problem that a lot of indie apps would will have um, it's really only reasonably easy to trademark basically branded names you know not not just a description of like you know best note taker in the world or like or like you know voice recorder plus notebook like that's hard to trademark um so you might have that issue with some of your names yeah and i think in some ways that's part of where i when i was initially starting to make software part of the struggle was like i ran into that initially for like my first successful app was just called audiobooks which um, from a trademark perspective is terrible, but from an SEO perspective is amazing. Right. <laughs> um, like, cause there's a reason why a lot of my apps have these very simplistic, basic names is, you know, if you go into the app store and you're interested in listening to an audiobook, you type in audiobooks and there it is. Um, and so like it works well in that regard. And it's like, it is just one of the trade-offs that, um, from a trademark perspective that I can't take advantage of though on the plus side, it makes it also harder for someone else to claim a trademark against me. Because they have the same problem that like you can, they 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 no one else could have trademarked you know that generic term in the first place either, um, so yeah. But it is definitely something that is a trade off. That if you if you want to trademark something, you need to give it a distinctive name that is not purely descriptive. Um, otherwise, you're almost you know certainly going to run into this. Yeah, um, and a trademark lawyer might take your money to file that anyway. Like, like back with Instapaper, the uh, back when Pocket was called Read It Later, the uh, the guy who ran it uh, filed for a trademark on the phrase "Read It Later" long after we had both started. And Instapaper's button that it would install in the browser was labeled "Read Later." And uh, so long after this had been going on for yeah, forever, he filed a trademark and threatened me and said, "You have to stop using the phrase Read Later.'" And I showed it to a trademark lawyer and like two seconds of inspection and the guy was like, yeah, he has no right to ask you to do this. This trademark does not give him that right. Like it, like there are different strengths of trademarks. And again, this is something you should ask a lawyer about really. Um, but if you have a generic phrase like that, your rights are much more narrow of what you can actually enforce. Like I couldn't then name a product I launched, read it later, 
but I could still use the phrase read later on my button because it was, you know, descriptive in some way. And yeah, so consult a lawyer with all this stuff, basically, is the, the short version of this. Yeah. And I think as we wrap up, I think the thing that I, I in the back of my mind as we talk about this, is like this is all great advice and useful. The thing that I do wonder about, though, is the degree to which if you're starting out and making your app for the first time, like spending a few thousand dollars up front to trademark something that may or may not go somewhere is certainly a bit of an intimidating thing. And maybe, and and the nice thing is I believe trademarks are the kind of things that you can file for, you know, sort of retrospectively. It isn't like if you haven't filed it before you launch, um, that it will, you know, like you lose the ability to do that. And so it is certainly something that is like, at least the position I find myself in now of it's like, if some, if something has traction, if it finds a market for itself, then it can, it's certainly something that you can retrospectively look at and say, you know, I really need to take care of this um, and protect it now that it is something. You know, it isn't something that necessarily that you just need to like view as the cost of launching an app for the first time. Exactly. Like you can, before you launch, do the search for trademarks to, to see if you foresee any problems. That's free. And then, yeah, once it becomes a thing that is successful enough, if it does, that it might justify spending $3,000 to help protect it. Then you buy the trademark then. All right. And with that, we're out of time this week. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.